Hello everyone, welcome to episode 47 of the Roving Bookworm podcast. My name is B.I. Garrix and I'm the Roving Bookworm, your host. Thank you for joining the conversation this week and I'm excited to be back here again as usual. I hope you all had a fabulous week and weekend so far and I am hoping that we will be having a really, really interesting conversation and I'm also looking forward to your feedback afterwards. If this is your first time here, I warmly welcome you to this growing community of awesome people and I know this would be worth your while. The Roving Book One podcast is a safe space where we can talk, rave, rant, and explore diverse things and life-changing lessons inspired by books, poetry, and music over a cup of tea or two. This week's theme is titled Excelling with Multiple Talents. And this theme was inspired by the numerous conversations and questions I have had to um answer um i've had to have an answer with colleagues and friends who are always curious to know how i navigate being this person that does um several things or has several passions that i i pursue um as some of you may know i'm a geoscientist working in the corporate oil and gas industry um for the past 15 years i am a poet um, performer and storyteller. I am also a blogger on um, rovingbookwomenji.com where I share my love for books by reviewing and recommending books, um, writing articles, and also um, providing beta reading and publicity services to authors and publishers, amongst other things like being um, a mother and a wife and a friend and a sister and, and so on and so forth. So, um, we will be exploring this theme while focusing on the general theme for the season, which um, we titled A Journey to Self-Discovery. Um, I didn't think I would be able to do justice to this theme alone. So on this episode, we have a guest and she's no other than the multi-talented Tammy Ejimadu. Tammy is a sales professional for one of the leading international oil and gas servicing companies um, in Nigeria. She's also a singer with a few um, singles out recently, and I would give you details on that um, later. She's also a published author of the book For Real. <laughs> and the book is titled For Real, which I reviewed on my blog um, sometime last year. If you're interested, you can check out my review of her book on my blog, movingbookwomng.com, to see if it is something you would like to read. However, I highly recommend this book. It was um, really a good read. But before she joins us, we know what to do. Let's go grab something nice to drink and get comfortable. Today, I'm having my spiced tea. Um, because I caught a bit of a cold a few days ago. Um, it's just a combination of ginger, garlic, honey, and lemon. It really works wonders and, and you know, it doesn't require for me to take 
um, any medication when I take it um, when I have a cold. So um, won't be having any of my Kusmi tea probably next week. So guys, go ahead and get ready and then let's get into it. Hello, Tammy. Welcome to the Roving Bookworm podcast. Um, Thank you. To, um, have you here and I'm looking forward to having fun. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> One, because for this season, you're my first guest this season. Hey. So, <laughs> so it's great to have to talk to somebody again because um, in the last, I think, three or four episodes i've been the only one um, speaking to the listeners so listeners i guess you'll be happy to have um someone else who is um, on the podcast today so welcome so much but before we proceed um i want you to introduce yourself i have um, done a bit of an introduction in the um, intro um, for this podcast but i would want people to hear from you you know um just tell us a little about yourself and um the things that you do several things that you do because we're talking about being multi-talented thank you so much it's it's a pleasure to be here and um honestly when i got the invitation as i told you i was like hey you should have capable of the, <laughs> on the of this but um thank you so much um my name is tammy as you have mentioned i am a wife uh, a mother. I come from a family of singers, so my brothers are all professional singers, and I sing as well. Um, though I'm trying to catch up with the famous ones in the family, so we <laughs> have all the to sing. So I sing. Um, I write. I have a book out, and a second one will be coming out soon. Wow! And what's that? <laughs> I am. Um, an account manager for an oil and gas uh, servicing company in Nigeria. So I do sales for the company. I also have a group uh, for pastors kids in my denomination, and we've been on since 2011. So it's called the House of Levi. I also mentor young people and speak to to I mean wherever I can inspire. So I like to to say that. I, I like counseling young people as well. So those are a few of the things that I do or me in a summary. <laughs> wow, Tammy, that's a lot. Tammy and I met um, um, a few years ago in Port Harcourt when my company um, purchased uh, software from her company. And, you know, they, when she came, they were like, okay, so this is the manager of, your, of um, you know, the sales manager, da, 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 West Africa something. And I'm like, oh, look at this small girl, manager, you know. <laughs> You know, and yeah, so since then it's been great. And then, you know, coincidentally, we, I moved to Lagos and then, you know, she was also transferred to Lagos and then we met again. And, um, you know, she just been someone who, I mean, Tammy, you're just someone who fascinates me. And I always like to meet people that I resonate that, I don't know, is that English? 
that resonates with me, the things that they do resonate with me or the people resonate. Yeah, resonate. So, yeah, so um, because, I mean, I do a lot of things as well. And, you know, I have a lot of people ask me questions and say, oh, my God, B.I., you're, you're a geologist, you're working in oil and gas, and yet you're doing, um, you know, you have this roving bookworm brand, you know, and you're doing all these things with books and um, you're, you're podcasting and you're a poet. So how are you doing all these things? And when they ask me, because I don't want to say anything, I'm like, I'm an alien. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Someone asked me recently, I'm like, oh, like I'm an alien. I said, because, you know, like people don't understand. They don't know. Yeah. And I also um, have met quite a number of young people who are also multi-talented, but they don't know how to navigate that space because um, I've also learned, you know, from a young age that, you know, among your peers, most of the time, you you find yourself sometimes like fish out of water because you know you're doing so many things and people are just trying to concentrate on one thing um and um sometimes you find it difficult you know in that space and sometimes you know it's uh, it's also the ideas you know you have idea you know you have like ideas at work then at the same time you're having ideas like me i have things i want to write and then i like i have um i use my notes on my phone and i'm writing you know um like i just have this inspiration to write this poem and then i start writing and you know i sing as well i started i started by singing anyway so it's 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 um something that i always question i always get and i felt like tammy was a perfect person because i have um reviewed tammy's book on my blog um i i, <laughs> I read her book on my blog hey. and like a fantastic fantastic read and then you've got an album out or a single singles yes yes yeah, she's got some singles out lovely um um christian music i'm always looking out for um um very good music i can listen to that i can relate to and, and stuff like that so she got music out and she's she's doing so great because you know um her company is um, the company she works for um is a big it's, it's a huge company in the world it's an international uh, oil servicing company and um it's very demanding to say the least so i felt like tammy you are the perfect person to come and talk us through how you are navigating this space as this person you know i'm also a mother i'm also a, a wife you know and those roles alone are demanding so yeah. first of all let's start from the beginning how did you even know that you were this person did you just find yourself i know that you're a family of singers i mean if you grew up in port Harcourt, um her dad was um some is was an icon very popular we watch him on tv he was someone um, everyone knew so yeah i i know that um yeah you can have that background but it's still not easy so many people have that background and um you haven't been able to manage it so how did it all start and how were you able to now come to where you are today and and you're also growing i know um to to a lot more ahead thank you um so it's uh, as I said, it started from the from my upbringing, and I must give kudos to my parents for that as well. Um, my mom, my dad. Um, but why, as it's, people might have the same background, but they're not getting to it, they forced us into a life of service, and we saw it with them, and we also imbibed it, and that's where it starts from. 
if you look at your talents and say, I want to develop my talents, it might take you a while. But if you look at it from the point of, I want to serve, mm. then you will those talents to give it as service. And as you're serving, you're using them. Mm. So in the, in, the, in the church, they moved us to go and join the choir. So that was our service, mm. okay? We started from there. And because you are serving, you must develop yourself. You must listen to music. You must come and teach the choir. And quitting was not an option. I I, I, have, I have, I remember that as children, I mean, we were very boisterous, you know. Some of them, sometimes we we'll get so angry, the whole choir practice would just scatter and all that. <laughs> One of those days, <laughs> I, I was so upset because it was under the mark where the church was in the same place with the house and my mom was sitting in front of the house. And um, I got angry, threw my chalk and my cane, and walked out. I, as I was walking back to the house, I caught her eyes. She just raised her hand. Like, go. she didn't say anything, but you yes. go back. <laughs> your mother does like this. <laughs> tantrum, tantrum. But I went back. So while they found our talents, they pushed us to a life of service. And as you do that, so if if you sing, the best way, if you look at it from the point of, I want to bless people with the talent I have, you will find yourself using that talent. You, you will need, you will join the groups that will allow you to do that service. So it comes from having the mindset of service and not from, I want to, you know, I want, I want to, to be, I want, I want to be want this to be. person, exactly. you know. Exactly. So that service brings it. So that was the choir. Bit. And you see the, the, as you do that, you are developing skills. And these skills, I tell you, they are all interconnected, whatever you do, whether in the office, I'm not singing in the office, but the, the, the managerial skills, the administrative skills that, that I've learned while doing music, I bring it to my work. Mm. Okay. Then the, the the next thing to how my writing came about, my dad was a fantastic writer. Yeah. Uh, my mom as well. Of, yeah. Yes. So his the beauty was the office was close to the house. So we had this break and I would just go around. I was always hanging around his office, always hanging around his office, you know. And I was doing mundane tasks like cleaning the office, you know, closing the door, getting a file. But I was seeing paperwork, I was seeing, you know, writings, I was seeing how things were going on. And then I saw the manual typewriter and I got fascinated with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to teach myself how to type. So I know how, I learned how to type myself with the pipe by, you know, the yeah. pipe <laughs> You pull it like yeah, this. Yeah, I did that as a, as a <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> it, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the computer, Peter, I got fascinated with computers and well, but the point was I was hanging around all those things, okay, and and seeing how he was doing it, and my writing skills were were you know the bulbs were flashing, and I started helping now because I knew how to type, and this is the service I'm talking about. Yes, he started giving me the, the, his, uh, his secretary would give me oh help me and type this, help me and type this, help me and type this. So I started doing that. I started seeing what an office setup looks like. You see all those memos from this to this internal memo, you know, those kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and write in written English and not spoken English. Mm. So I all of that. 
get and as they their books started coming out they started seeing so i with still with the life of service i took up his body to help him with his books so i was doing that for a long time you know and i never, never planned to bring out my own book as i said it was a beautiful accident but that skill was developed because i was it was still the same thing as service and as i said they are all interconnected but even at work I'm an account manager it means relationships it means writing and some of the other things i do i just find them you know interrelated because my ability i've had to do newsletters in the office my ability to write content you know they all form parts of my being and i use them in every part of my life so that's an idea of how it all started but i think the biggest lesson for me is just serve and when you you come with a mind to serve you will find the the, the group or the click so if you want to you know bless me with your writing you find a group of poets a group of writers mm. and connect you might just suddenly be right you need to you just just be around them learn what you can learn do what you can do and you see that you're gaining those skills and one day it, you use it for yourself right you use it for yourself but it starts with service service why i mean wow this is i mean this is so up like this is this just hits the nail on the head you know when you say service because um last um the, on the last episode i was talking about passion and how to develop your passion yeah. and how it's important but you know it still boils down to service and it's so very um um similar to to my experience because my my mother was um an educationist and my father um is an engineer and um you know he he worked in oil and gas and then he started um his own company and basically we have always been kind of like part of that but most importantly my mom as an educationist and as a teacher and as um and as someone who um always always um um helps us to understand the importance of service because being a teacher is is teaching is a service you know yeah. we were able to yes. to learn from her but when she started her her school um I, I think apart from my two elder sisters everyone else has served there you know so when immediately i finished school whether yeah. i was a geologist it didn't matter she was like you know that period you're waiting for youth service that was the first time she was like go there and then the yeah. irony was i was like okay uh, mommy and daddy how much are you going to pay me they pay you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like giving you free accommodation ah, yeah. free food. my friend go and you know in fact you're not even you're not even a copper in fact my mother said you're not even qualified you know right now you don't really have this <laughs> you only have you you can be paid so they said okay they'll give me a stipend but i was doing the job of an administrator and at that point i just i, I never funny enough i never thought that i was too chummy with children and it was uh mm-hmm. it was it was amazing there's some things that you have to do them to know that you you're actually passionate about them and i get there yes. and I was so in love with kids especially you know in the yes. nursery and in the process of service I got trained in Montessori education and I'm using it for my kids like the whole of last year I homeschooled my kids I didn't send them um to school because you know I know a lot about curriculums and things like that but most importantly there were a lot of skills that I learned you know like you were talking about writing memos you know hierarchy and then my my parents when it comes to work they 
they they they operate on that realm it's not oh mommy this you're talking to the proprietress so if you're making mm-hmm. a request everything was done officially and that's experience because i was there i went for service i redeployed because i was sent to the north and then i came back to to work there and i was there for i was there for almost four years i i, I was working there so um i learned a lot of things i learned about running a business because it was a business yeah um there was a time within that period my parents okay my mom retired and my parents went to america for a year she was away for a year so it was just myself and my elder brother who were there and i was like okay so what are we going to do and she was like you're going to run this business with what comes in so the fees will come in you're going to pay your staff you're going to do this and it was challenging because i was young i I finished school in my very early 20s so um but it was an experience that i can't buy anywhere and it was also an experience for money too because when (laughs) then they were like giving me a stipend of 5,000 Naira. That was the first time I went to the supermarket and I tried to buy stuff for myself. And I realized that 5,000 Naira was nothing. I was like, geez, are you serious? What am I doing with 5,000 <laughs> So my first salary, I used it to start a children's book business. That was how I started because, and, and all these things are interconnected. You you see that they are interconnected right. because if I didn't get that experience and I was like, okay, um, mommy, give me money. I want to buy stuff. But I now became independent. I now, I now wanted to make money for myself. And I knew that there was a need because then there were no, people didn't have children's bookshops. They just had um, bookshops and then it was difficult to find books. So I said, I'm going to just do children's books, everything children, because I was, I now loved the children. I them to read yeah and, you know i was telling their parents and they're like we don't know where to buy books and stuff i said okay you know what i'm going to do that and it just been um from there for the singing and the poetry i started you know when i was um, a child and my parents kind of initially <laughs> um, encouraged me but my mom was um scared like ah he's like this one wants to be a musician no, no way just go, <laughs> stop, you know <laughs> so that was how that one crashed, died a, a, a natural time. <laughs> However, I still continued to love music and poetry and I did it at first. I thought I was doing it for myself. I was like, okay, at the, at the end of the day, I'll do it for myself. And I realized that people read them, people enjoyed them. And at that point, it's like, I'm not getting anything from it. But the joy of someone that someone else is getting um, kind of helped, you know, and that just goes so back famous. to to service and i think that this is just if this is all that you know you guys are going to get out of this that you know first of all take your multi-talents whatever they are as a service first then um you would grow you know you would grow you would build up but then again i mean i think the, the the real question is this how are you able to navigate this you're a mother you're a wife you, you you're basically on a nine to five i know that now a lot of us are working remotely however it's still a nine to five i think for me it's even worse now. even more yeah, yeah more because you know people are just setting up meetings with <laughs> god please you know my office people if you're listening just stop I've, I've told hr they should just do something about it because the work-life balance is not working at all you know <laughs> setting up meetings you know back to back and it's it's a lot of work and i think health wise we have to be 
very deliberate because you're just sitting in one place and so on so how are you navigating this space how are you making time for all these things what are the things that um you can you're doing to to be able to succeed because you're succeeding you you have an album out you have books you have a second book out and you're you're really um progressing in your career so it all seems like nothing is really suffering you know i know your kids and you know they're doing well so 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 how do how do we navigate this space so first of all take a deep breath <laughs> and never... <laughs> yes and uh, don't look at it as there's so many things you're doing right mm-hmm. because when you, you start counting it will hit you like oh my god this is a lot mm-hmm. you know just take a deep breath and take it one step at a time one day at a time one task at a time and you discover that you are addressing them all uh, you will never be perfect for all of them mm-hmm. and depending on what stage you're in one will take a lesser role than the other yes always you know, you cannot be 10 over 10 on everything at the same time. Um, so one will always take a, 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 a lower priority. You just need to know what to focus on at any point in time. I mean, there are things that are sacrosanct, right? The yeah. family is there. Um, then you also have to deliver out at your work. Okay, but depends on what's happening in your life one of them will be higher than the other. For example, if you are the childbearing age, for sure, you're having a good pregnancy, having the babies, will take precedence over any they give you. So whatever they give you, you will look at it through the lens of, is this good for me and my baby? Yeah. So you you won't be going to the field. You'll probably be in the office. You Mm. might take less. Don't feel... Um, don't feel defeated or feel that you are a failure. Yeah. Just know that one has more priority at that point in time and needs to have that focus. Um, and it changes along the line. Mm. Um, you also need to, from the office end, but probably what I'm saying might go across all. Um, I take notes a lot. I always have a book. Mm. And I have one right here. Always. To write down my task because see, okay, when I, I was younger, I used to forget a lot. Mm. And and I was always getting in trouble with my parents. <laughs> always one day my father said, get a book and write. Mm. When they t- write it down, then come and read to me that this is the message or this is something. And that's what I started doing. So I carry my book and then I started walking. I discovered that yes, uh, <laughs> you can't walk into a meeting without a notebook or something. Yeah. But I carry everywhere in church everywhere i always have a notebook at any point in time why because i w- you will likely remember that task you are to do when you should you are nowhere near the task so you will remember that you have a mail to send like for example in the night in the middle of the night oh i need to send this mail tomorrow i bring out my book and write it down send send me mm. you you or tablet or something but for me it's easier to use my notebook yeah because I will not remember that I was to remember to send the mail. Naturally. <laughs> yes. So, but if it's written down, you look at it and say, oh, I was to do this, I was to do this, I was to do that. So phone calls, even my tax at home, the things I write everything down, everywhere and anytime. And um, so, so once I have that, I can look at it and I remember and know 
that this is what I need to do. Okay, of course, um, you won't do every, you won't be able to achieve everything in one day, but at least you get something going. Okay, um, the, the best I've learned is to um, give myself kudos for the little steps and not think that okay, I must do everything because you can't do everything. Um, at the office, I am accountable, right? I, I take weekly accountability seriously. So weekly meetings, reports, take it seriously. Um, I always have this hummingbird. You should also have this um, someone who is like a hummingbird, so you, a human hummingbird. You have it. I mean, some people call them you're a chidge, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a chidge. But you need somebody who always remind you, hey, you haven't done this. Where mm-hmm. is this? be your manager and a lot of times we look at such people as troublesome yeah <laughs> this guy is, but, this guy is just a pain. yeah oh my god uh but but it helps and i give them my story if she's listening and i've already told her the story that uh, she was a cheese actually but my manager when I had this role mobala as as i arrived the office in the morning give it two minutes you know when you come up skype shows that you are available mm. two minutes wasn't it Hello, Tammy. How are you? He starts asking me, what of this, what of this, what of this, what of this, what of this? And I'm like, what's wrong with this woman? Can't I drink? <laughs> but it's, I, I rose up to the challenge and I was like, hey, if she asks me this, I want to give her a response. Mm. So it needs to be proactive. So I know in the morning, she's coming with her questions and I have her answers ready. And that's, repetition you know makes it look as uh, you will see when you are not making progress okay you are still dancing around you need, if every day you tell her the book is on the table the next day the book is on the table you you've you not said, moved you've not moved you know that you haven't moved yeah so it could be a mentor it could be a manager it could be a friend you mm-hmm. know who just reminds you hey what's going on with this what's going on with this and of course you do have to have a mentor for sure they, they will help they help you a lot so at the office and um, i said during my 15th anniversary you know volunteer you know give yourself give yourself away just you can be happy at work do it for yourself because if you, as i said look at it as service you are gaining those skills from your, for yourself nobody's going to take it away from you nobody I, nobody that's what i always say if no, i leave the company yeah if i leave the company today nobody's going to take what I've learned. All your drop skills. Exactly. It's yours. So I know it's it's not as easy as it sounds, especially when you're demotivated, but you need to put yourself in the work and say, okay, I'm doing this for myself. The first person I'm doing it is for myself. And I'm going to learn something. I'm going to make the connections. I'm going to grow my network. It's first of all for myself before the company. And try and navigate that's why when you have these friends around they can help you when you're feeling um a bit low you know that's in the um work in a company in a workplace so and always give your best because you want to leave a reputation for yourself that you deliver whenever they give you a task you want to leave that legacy for yourself as i say it is for yourself i know it's a corporate work but we need a mindset a mindset change. When you see it like that, then you, you begin to get rewards for it along the line because mm-hmm. you have satisfaction that I've achieved this, I've done this. And the truth is this thing is visible. People are going to see it. Mm. 
But give that job to Kami, she's going to deliver. That is what, that is the reputation I want to be for myself mm. every time. So that's on the workplace. At the home, the very first foundation is make sure you marry a man who has the same mindset as you. There's no fixing that. You can't fix it. You make, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, if you get that wrong, it's, it's going to be hard. You can't fix that. Okay, so I, I tell young people I, I, I speak to, I counsel, and uh, I tell them, see, um, the time for courtship is not a time to only say, I love you, I love you, I don't issue in my tea and whatever you have. It's, time, it's a time to understand yourself and understand the mindset of the person. What you should talk in, you need to talk and talk a lot because if there are different people in the world, right? There are people who like a woman to be at home, you know, do nothing when she, when you come, um, when you return from work, she kneels down, serves you food. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing. There are also those who like their wife to be, hey, doctor, this, yes, this. that's my so wife, they are ready to. <laughs> exactly. So if you are a career woman, do not go and marry a man who I wants, wants you to kneel down. <laughs> exactly. Because it's every day you'll be complaining and saying, my husband doesn't like me to go out. My husband, meanwhile, you like to go out. You like to travel. You like yes. to you like to do all those things. Instead, you meet someone yes. who is telling you, go, don't worry. I'll take care of the home front, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and if if he's someone who, who aligns with your career, your goals, he will help you. Because the truth, as a married woman, you need your spouse's help if you must progress in the workplace. You need there are times he needs to stand in the gap for you at home. Mm. There's no beating about the bush about this. We're not we're not superwomans anyway. Mm-hmm. We're not sorry, super superhumans rather, you know. So he will he, he understands when you say, okay, look, at this point in time. I am chasing something in my office. He will, he will, you don't even need to ask. Tell him this, my husband, he will help you. Mm. Okay, so get it right first. <laughs> the first thing, make sure both of you have the same goal. And as a career woman, um, the next is just a word of um, caution. There's nothing wrong in being a housewife. Neither is there anything wrong in being a career woman. Um, I think one book every career woman should read is Meaning by um, Sharon Sandberg. And she was like, we don't have to be in that fighting mode, right? The career woman looks at the housewife as a lazy woman. Mm-hmm. And the, house, the career woman as an unserious woman who is neglecting her home. It doesn't have to be, you know, everybody is unique and each one yeah. of them has roles. So not looking down at all at the housewife, it is, it is a lot of work as well. It is know? a Just lot make- of work. <laughs> it is a yes. lot of work and it also has to do with your personality too because some people have that that wonderful personality of of being homemakers and being in the home because it's a lot of work there have been times especially there are some times when i'm on leave i think because of the kind of person i am um I don't like monotony, you know, and I think it's with yeah. all my, um, uh, multi-talented people. You you want you 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 can't even just do one thing. You you because of the way your brain works. But so I'm on leave and I'm at home, and then I have to go pick the children. I start getting. I'm like, ah, is this how housewives? I've I've had that experience. Is this how housewives? <laughs> this kind of work. I need to have yeah. like left my space, gone. 
to, yeah. to to do some work come back you know there's just that you know so it's a personality thing and i'm just um agreeing right. with you that um you know um and and just what you said about um men who want um women to be at home and kneel down there's nothing wrong with that and if you're that Correct. kind of woman that man is perfect for you because it, yes. it will come naturally. The role will come naturally to you. You know, you're not mm-hmm. going to complain and say, oh, this, my husband is always telling me I should come and um, serve him because it's, it, yeah. you love it and it's it, it's it's part of the service yeah. for you. But yeah. if you're not that type, then you're, you're going to have to, you you would clash in, in, in that respect. Right. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, please. Just a <laughs> Okay. So, um, the... The next thing is um, you're okay with getting help as a career woman and as your as your home. Right? Um, again, as I said, this thing changes depending on your location, so you need to be flexible, adapt, and there's no one size fits all. So I'm just going to share what I've done, but it doesn't mean that it's your, your situation, right? Um, once my friend asked me, and I told her, find out what works for you and do it. So, and I can tell you that how I was managing my home when I was in Port Harcourt is completely different from when I was in Lagos. Totally different. Totally. <laughs> you know, you know the drill. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and we are alike because like for me, I think I've talked about it on this podcast, how moving to Lagos kind of like made me, first of all, value my family a lot because I had a different kind of support oh, yes. in, oh, in yes. Harcourt. You know, then my mom was still alive, my mother-in-law, um, my my siblings, my other sister especially, my family has schools. So my sister's um, school, I, my, my sister used to pick up my kids um, after school and then I go to her house to pick the children. So it was just so different. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. It was, yeah. I had to... go back to the drawing board and my husband and i had to like say okay so how are we going to run this run this mm-hmm. thing here you know so mm-hmm. at every point in time you need to know what would fit for that space and um, lagos has been exactly. interesting <laughs> to say <laughs> <laughs> you know when they don't want to say something is difficult when you ask them say so what do you think about this they say um yeah it it, it um it was quite interesting it was quite interesting I'll be like, eh, this man you don't want to say the truth you know <laughs> so lagos has been interesting yeah so yeah go ahead <laughs> I, I mean that if you if you you can live in portaco without having a driver you come mm-hmm. to lagos and mm-hmm. a driver is not a luxury right no it's, no it's kind of So, uh, and the point I'm bringing that it will change is, you know, there are a lot of stereotypes from society. Yes. People have how, you know, things should be. The woman should do all the washing. She should do all the cooking. She should do... Your situation is different. You know, there's no one size fits all. And you need to shut your ears to those stereotypes, right? As long as you know your unit, your family and what works for you um be be oh take help don't burn yourself out because you can burn yourself out because i want to be a good wife i must do all the washing when you can use a washing machine why mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. I, I again i read i might be doing promo for them but i read that from the diva principle one of my favorite books and she was like don't be ashamed to take help you need it if you can afford it get a washing machine mm-hmm. if you can afford get someone to come and clean at the whole house at weekend don't mm-hmm. break your because you want to show that you're a good wife i mean this is typical in 
African setting because mm-hmm. we define being as one who can do all the house chores. It's not, it's not, it's not so. Because you might you will burn yourself out. Definitely. If you, you die, your husband will be marrying a new wife in another three months, right? And you're gone. So uh because all these add to your level of stress, you know. So be ready to take help. You if you have if you, you need a, a living house help uh, a maid or nanny, get one if you can afford it, right? Um get one and if you're in a place like um, Potaco where you have family, live with them. When I first got married with because of um, my work, I mean I had some issues personally with um leaving nanny. So with the first child at the point I just stopped. But even with them, I would take my just like you take my child to my parents' place, they stay mm-hmm. after the uh, they come back and you start hearing stories like, oh, I'm always in my father's house, I'm always in my father's house. Then you, you don't know, you don't know you, my you, you, you don't know, you don't know my life. You can't comment. You don't. Yes, you can't comment. <laughs> you don't. Right. So take that help. Don't don't um, don't shrink back because you're trying to fit into a narrative. Then washing machines were not so common in home, so you hear so stories like, "Ah, oh, my wife can wash me shit." See <laughs> when my wife is clothes. Oh, Jesus! And I'm like, but now everybody realized, look, we have limited time you don't have to run this woman into the ground because you want to do that so it's, it's so common now homes have it so if you can afford it if you can't don't and this is where the man comes in because i know my dad used to do his washing himself apart from the ones that goes to run mm. all he accolades and all he used to do it himself you know some men just and, like to do their washing yes my sister's husband washing is his hobby so <laughs> Every I, mean, I have a husband it. like that. He loves to wash. <laughs> oh, great. He loves to wash. I'm even worried about great. it. In fact, I think recently I was, <laughs> I was saying to myself, I said, I have a problem with this washing thing. And why I said that was because, you know, he's 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 so busy. You know, his job is is tasking. It takes a lot. And then he's a writer, mm-hmm. you know, and then he does other things, editing mm-hmm. for people and things like that. So, you know, so for him to be able to 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 really meet deadlines, sometimes he has to wake up at night. And I'm like, you know, this thing. But the next thing you see him and he'll go and he loves to hand wash. <laughs> you know, so he'll be watching yeah. and be like, why are you doing this now? There's what you do. We actually have people that even hand wash, like the things that um yeah, I don't like to put in the machine. I have people who come do do washing for us. So I said there are people who wash, and he just and he keeps telling me, "Baby, just leave me alone. I like to wash." Like he that yes. he he distresses with it. I'm like, okay, you know, I yeah. know it, but after a while, I forget because I'm just like because it's not natural for me. For me, it's a chore. Yeah. So when when I yeah. see him doing it, I I always feel like, ah, why do you keep doing this thing? And he <laughs> every day. He, do, he doesn't like mm-hmm. things left in the basket. So if mm-hmm. you, if you, if you, if, if, <laughs> if he has one shirt in the basket, he's going to take it out and he's going to wash that. <laughs> I'm just like, who does this? But apparently, so he's not alone. Like when you say washing, I'm like, wow, really? It's, I'm, it's yeah. not only this man yeah. has this. this. This is nice to know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or the times your husband steps in, you know, to take over your kitchen, doing mm-hmm. the cooking. Point is, don't feel guilty that you you are using, you are getting help for those things because mm-hmm. you cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. You can't. 
feel guilty that you're getting help. And so for me, um, because I was in, because of my, my workload as well, I would get some young friends around me. I give them my market list. They go to the market and I used to, I would cook in bulk. Like I would do all the, like four soups for the whole mm-hmm. yeah, Cook in bulk, put the stew. So in terms of breakfast, everybody helps, helps around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are people like, they can do it and then when i come back i can do the night one and all but i train them to know my my my, my your my style and what you like mm-hmm. yeah, okay so if i'm not around they can step in you know and do not feel guilty about it do not feel guilty that you are getting help because you want to paint the hard-working good wife narrative. the perfect so wife can... <laughs> yeah mother will like you see, don't feel bad at that. Sometimes he enters before I come back, he has finished the cooking. I'm like, hey, don't you say, no, don't feel guilty. I like it. Let me relieve you a bit. You know? mm. Don't feel, because sometimes I feel feeling guilty. You know? Yeah, like, hey, it's, a, it's just natural, just like the washing I'm talking about. Sometimes I just feel yeah, like yeah. guilt. And then he always has to remind me that I actually like to do this thing. Don't, don't uh, talk yeah. about it. Don't bother yourself. Yeah. So relax and take the help. Um, uh, and try and train people around you, you know, find easy ways to relieve your workload at home. My kids' assignments, I've trained them to the point that before I return, you have done your assignment. When I come back, we'll do the review and then you can make corrections. Not when I come, I now want to start with you mm. to start looking. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so it doesn't, doesn't help, you know. Mm. So look for ways to relieve your stress reduce your workload, accept help. Those of us accept the help from the Lord. So mm-hmm. to help you, take it. If there are easy ways, take it because you have a lot going on. So that's that's on the home front. Um, I mean, of course, when I came to Lagos, everything turned upside down. So I have to find a new, you know, you shake a new normal. A you have to find a new a normal. new normal. Exactly. Uh, so my habits have actually changed totally because I'm in a new place. And if I move, it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so adjust, know what works for you and do it. Find out, take a lot of mistakes, find out what works for you and do it and get help so that you can distress and not take on too much. In terms of the talents, um, join groups, find mentors in that area, you know, and um, when you have the inspiration, those of us who, who the creatives, who, you know, who are creative. Yes. Yes. Who we'll says when the spirit comes on you. When you have that inspiration, write it down. Write it down. Whether it's something you want to do, whether it's the idea in your head, just write it down. When you write it, you will not, you might forget, but you will come back sometime along the line. And you will see what you have written and it will inspire you. And a lot of times the ideas you get at that point, you have that inspiration, you might not get it again. Yes. Yes. So it might not be, it won't even be perfect, right? Just drop it there. Just throw it in. Okay. Your you you have an idea for a book, just dump it. Dump it somewhere. Either uh, open a pay a um a word document, type it in a notepad, type it in or you write it on the hand, just, just throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it. That moment you have it, you know. Sometimes after I've taken my work, I remember something, I run straight to the computer, write it down and forget it. After, as I go along, maybe I have less stress, 
go back and I'm amazed at what I've written. You know, whether it's visions or goals, you know, I have the House of Levi. It was in 2005, and I still have that particular notebook where I wrote the things I wanted to do. It was not until 2011 that it started. Yeah, so it's it's a beautiful thing to go back and read the things you have written when you had mm. that inspiration. It, mm. You get excited. It ignites something when you begin to write. You know, so once it comes do not delay write it somewhere it will never make sense at that point in time and that's how i write my books. I, I, I'm, I'm just an upcoming writer anyway i know that this one i told the first one that i brought out was an accident was a beautiful accident in book. Mm. i was stories on facebook and everybody was screaming put a book write a book write a book and i kept on hearing that i, I just sat down and they're writing all the, the, the topics the stories i remembered mm. and i had like 20 stories then I started filling it out. Mm. But dump it there. Just dump it. Like, write it somewhere and dump it. You'll be shocked. You'll be so shocked that the time you are now ready to expand on that idea, you discover that you actually have the skeleton. Right? Yeah. It's all there. You just need to expand, draw, fill it in, and all that. Of course, there are a lot of factors that determine when you expand on those ideas. Because there's the money aspect, there's the um what's happening at home what's happening at work but that time that time will come when it will be the right time when you already you have your goals you have your visions you have your ideas already on paper so do stop ignoring those 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 moments those light bulb moments don't ignore them just write it you can write it and drop it there and come back to it right to come there and then Definitely serve. Join join a group. You know, um, you might need to walk the ranks, and and as you as you get closer to people, you're inspired. You 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 have more ideas of what you want to do. You begin to see how you can make yours better, and always seek counsel. I mean, you never know it all. You never do. Okay, so if you bring out a book, you need to. Of course, you have your your body of editors. You have people who can review and tell you if you did good. You have, if it's your song, you have fellow singers or songwriters who can give you ideas and make it all better. And be open to those critics, right? Because if you do not expose yourself to criticism, how will you get better? Well, I think the main thing in terms of the talent, serve, no matter how small, and then write. Uh, the last thing I'll say on the, on the other um, things I do is I try, because of my time that is so, I have to share around so many things. I try not to have extremely long goals, you know. I can't set up WhatsApp. I tried it and it didn't work. And I told myself, you know, you can't keep up with this. WhatsApp group where I want to mentor so many people. I don't have the time. At some point, I will not be able to keep up with the frequency of oh, communication that is required. That is required. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you need to not because everybody's doing certain things. You need to know what your timing is and choose either short, bite what you can choose, short-term engagements. Make sure you have the frequency to match what you do because, I mean, it's like uh, someone wants to fix a meeting. They don't know how many groups you are in. They just feel it's only that group. But you are seeing your, you have an umbrella view. Yeah, yeah. That, so you can't fix meetings every month. You can't fix engagements every month or every day because it is going to be too much. So bite what you can do is much. 
and yes there are times i've i've had to decline i've had to take a step back at certain activities i don't attend because i know i'm it will stress me you know and i i probably need to give that time to something else in my life or yourself so, what or yourself <clears throat> exactly exactly yourself, just you exactly you need to distress and yes as someone who is creative you need that time to reflect and at that point is where you know god speaks to you and you 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 have a rush of ideas and things like that so sometimes it's for yourself you know i've learned to to you know my dad and i know he doesn't mean it in a bad way sometimes he used to tell me say sometimes in life you have to be selfish oh yes for yourself you know and oh, when yes. he says it he always says it in context with you stepping back yeah so my dad has told me yeah. several times Absolutely. sometimes you know if i'm overwhelmed you say sometimes you know you have to be selfish you know you have to mm-hmm. get back you have to tell everyone you know what i need to sleep and sometimes you know i've told my sister before and she'll be like oh so what did you do and i'm like i was busy say busy what were you doing i said i was sleeping she said because i said i was busy sleeping because i needed to catch up on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> i should say you're not serious and i'm like i'm very serious <laughs> because <laughs> you said <"It's> busy, busy. <laughs> work. okay tell me what you were doing i said i was sleeping <laughs> I said, I was busy sleeping. <laughs> You're not serious. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. You need to um, step back. You need to, you know, decline. You need to say, you know what? I, 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 I have to, I, I can't do this, you know, so. And a lot of things yeah. you've said are kind of similar to 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 a lot of things that I that, that I do. And I just want to add that you know I, I'm a notebook person. I'm a to do list in my office. They know me mm-hmm. when I and I've also been. I'm glad that a lot of people who work around me have been able to do the same thing. Um, when I yeah. get in, I do a to do list every single day. I have a notebook on my table, and then I also have uh, another. I have several notebooks. I have piles of notebooks. I've finished, but I also found out that yes. my phone is also a great tool because some people are not very mm-hmm. good at writing but because they are yeah. always with their phones i also use my notes yeah. i found out that um for my poetry i write a lot of my my poems on my phone um and then you can also use um download an app that you can use for your planning you know if, you, if you're not the type who wants to carry a notebook around and then um, and that would and that would really um help you to manage this space of multi-talent and all mm-hmm. that so um Tammy, I know that you have loads of things to do today, Saturday, so I don't want to keep you um, longer than necessary. I want to say thank you so much for um, this time and for your words of wisdom. Um, uh, Before we go, I'd like you to say a few last words um, for for, for the listeners, um, any advice you have for them um, if they're multi-talented and um, they, they need to to really understand how to navigate this space and there was something else i just wanted wanted to quickly say another thing is i also believe that there's a time and a season for everything so i my life has had seasons too you know when people say oh you're so multi-talented you you do several things i think everything has had it has had a season but you know eventually you see the whole package you're just like you writing a book now oh she's an author but um you you were not authoring you you were not writing all through all this time there was a season for you 
and then you made time during that season you were able to say okay what am i going to let go of at this time so that i can achieve yeah this book that i'm writing because i'm focusing on this and obviously you were probably not working on your music at that time at that same time yeah. even if you were it yeah. was <clears throat> it wasn't like um number one on the priority the front one. you know exactly so, so prioritize even with your passion prioritize with your passion Correct. prioritize know that this is the season for this and this is the season for this some things when they are already rolling on you can you can now bring them down because they are already working independently you know whether you you don't need to put too much effort and then you can take on the next thing so so that's another thing i wanted to say so tell me last words so okay. i can let you go oh thank you so much for having me um i just want to say to everyone listening that um, you can do much more than you give your you you actually do much more than you give yourself credit for you have those talents and you can you can fund them you can fund and everything around you can have life right but give yourself a pat on the back you have you are doing a lot and you deserve the accolades you get right so find short goals achieve them and yourself you have done well because you will never be a superhuman who will have eh uh, everything at 100% or you are doing something and you are doing it well so keep doing it well all right thank you guys for joining this conversation thank you so much we would um love to hear your feedback and then if you have any more questions for Tammy you can always you know where to um leave your messages and then i would forward them to her and um you would get you definitely get her responses on any of the any of your, any any more questions or any more um insights that you would want to have thank you so much for being a part of this conversation take care and then see you next week on the next episode of the roving poupon podcast thank Thank you so much Tammy God bless you. Thank you and Thank you too. have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.